Hey there, this is Andrew bringing you another Keyforge Dark Tidings deck reveal and review. Uh, I already started ripping this open, but I haven't read anything yet. And I am going to actually try something a little different um, with this, and, and then if it feels right, then I might try it on some future videos. But uh, I am going to try to, I'm just going to go a little faster here, so I'll read the rares for sure, and then I'll talk through the effects and how they interact, but I won't necessarily read the full text on every card. And I just want to see it, if it goes a little faster. I'll probably, if I like this, I'll probably intersperse it between full readings. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then I'm thinking what I can do is talk a little bit about what the deck's game plan or lack of it is. And then and then guess what the sass will be. And um, and I'll, I've said this before, but at the moment, and this is, I'm recording this on May 26th. I actually... I'm a bit behind on, I record these before I post them. That shouldn't shock anyone, but uh, I record them sometimes a, a while before I post them. So, so if you uh, hear, you know, see this and I say, oh, it, I looked it up and it's this SAS, then, uh, and you look it up and it's higher or lower or something, it is probably because I just trust me, I'm, I'm reading it for true, but, um, Things do change over time, as they should, because, um, you know, SAS is being actively worked on by some smart people, and, and so I expect it to get better over time. It will never be perfect, but it is a useful tool. So uh, anyway, so I'll talk about it and then what I think and then see what SAS says, and I think that will be a little interesting twist, I guess. So having said that, uh, let's see, this is... Where is the name going to be here? I think it should be down here. All right. So this is the Admirably Linear Burger. I'm going to guess Logos, Star Alliance, Sanctum. Close. It's not Sanctum, it's Untamed, but I got Logos and Starlines right. So I'm expecting uh, I'm expecting some high efficiency from Logos and Starlines and then some Burst and Untamed. This is going to be probably a Burst deck, not a Control deck. If it's good, then it'll probably be a good Burst deck. And that could be great. I mean, that could be a really nice archetype to get here. I like the control side. I really like to play control. And so I get excited about unfathomable decks. Logos and Star Alliance, you know, have the capacity to be controlly, but um but by and large they love efficiency a lot and untamed likes to burst. So put them all together and if they work well together I think what you're gonna end up with is a is a fast burst deck. So uh, yeah, so let's see what we get here. Um, it'll start with Logos. Okay, so we have Hide, and then we're going to get Vellum 2. These are a pair of creatures. They always come together. Hide is a four-power human scientist. Vellum is a two-power human scientist. And they each have an effect that is like, reap, do the thing. If you control the other one, do the thing twice instead. And for Hide, the thing is draw a card. For Vellum, it's Archive. So Hide has draw a card. If you control Vellum, draw two. Vellum has Archive. If you have Hide, then Archive two. And if you have them both out, that's amazing. I And that can happen. 
Um, and then they each have a destroyed effect to archive the other one from your discard pile. And if you do, then archive this one. So um, they are special rarity. They definitely work well together. Um, the trick is, you know, do they stay on the board? Who knows? Always interesting to see. Then we have Universal Key Lock, which is an artifact with a bonus amber that increases key cost by three and then gets destroyed after somebody forges. This can be nice. It's a little dangerous to do this if you're trying to run burst, which is, again, what I'm hoping we get out of this deck because uh, it'll slow you down. But if you, you know, if your opponent's at nine and you play this, you're really happy. So it's not, not bad at all. Uh, Binary Moray is really cool. Um, I have not seen this in a while, so I, I will read it. It's a five power AI beast. After you raise the tide, you ready it. And after your opponent raises the tide, you exhaust it. And it has Reap Archive a card. Probably, like, if you're playing a Dark Tidings deck, it's like if the opponent lowers the tide, it gets exhausted. And then you raise the tide and you get to use it. Which is like, well, you were going to get to use it anyway. So it's probably worth it, but feels kind of bad. Um, obviously, if it's ready and the tide is... I don't know if the tide was already low for you or neutral, then maybe you get to reap twice in a turn, but and maybe Bilge Warden can factor in here if we get that, but it's just, it's a little weirder than I guess I originally thought. Um, and if you're playing against, yeah, non-Dark Titans deck, probably it's it just is what it is. Eureka, always happy to see that. Effectively gain three Amber and archive two random cards, but it's protected from Infernus. It has Alpha. Um, cool. That And th this, you know, all this stuff again, a lot of archive here it could set up for strong burst novu archaeologist lets you archive a card from your discard pile that's great we do have a bilge warden so we could potentially you know reap with binary moray play bilge warden then raise the tide ourselves reap with build with a uh, binary moray again just that's an option i guess to build warden so maybe you just play them both interesting Information exchange is an action. When you play it, you steal one amber. If your opponent stole amber from you on their previous turn, you steal two instead. Uh, that's fine. Phase shift, that's going to really help our efficiency. You can play a non-Logos card this turn. Uh, let's us play an off-house card. It's, it's great. Um, we'll see what our off-house cards are, but phase shift is, is often very nice. Static charge is an upgrade with a bonus amber. Um, yeah, you're going to use it against the opponent. Submersive Principle gives us a little bit of Amber Control. That can be big Amber Control if we need it. Um, all right, so we're looking at some Amber Generation, some, and but uh, if we get these creatures to stick on the board, we could have some pretty good Archive set up. And um, if we have a Strong Burst in Untamed, then then that could work out great. We'll We'll see how it turns out. Uh, okay, Colonist Chapman. I love Colonist Chapman. Three power taunt, and then its neighbors get reap gain one. They have to be non-Starlight. Uh, so that is real nice. Like, maybe you get the binary Mori there. Really cool. I like it. All right. Stunner. Good uh, board control upgrade. I like that. Glad to see that. I love Teresa. That's fast. You know, um... So the ideal plan is, I mean, maybe you get this on like Binary Moray, put Colonist Chapman next to it, reap for two amber, exhaust, uh, archive a card. Um, that would be pretty good. 
and then you put a an untamed card on the other side of binary mori and you get to use binary mori every turn at that point which that makes it much better xeno training a little bit of light amber control there you could capture up pro probably up to three there grand alliance council some board control um and and nice and mirror matches of course but uh yeah it's a it's a nice board control card you choose a creature of each house and destroy each creature that you didn't choose Kirkar is going to give us some some taunts, some strong taunt protection. Great. Uh, Lieutenant Valmart gives us, or Walmart gives us some uh, amber control, increases the key cost temporarily. Um, he's not a bad target for Teresa, although it's a little iffy. Uh, Light of the Archons, great to see that. We really, again, if I get a Teresa and Light of the Archons onto Binary Mori, I would be extremely happy with that. Hmm. Operative Espeon, another you know way to use a creature off uh, off turn potentially, so uh, or off house um, goes both ways. So you got to be a little careful. Ah, Rocketeer Triska, great. Um, neighbors come in ready if the tide is high. Really, really nice. Um, yeah. Oh, and getting to, like, phase shift the Triska, that could be really solid. Shinkan, um, potential steal, I, I just never consider it reliable, but it's a nice little bonus if it happens. And then we have Zap doing some damage. Um, yeah, that's okay. All right, um, I, I like that. So, you know, between the Star Alliance and the Logos, we have potential to get... Um, really what I'd like to do is set up where I'm, I'm just archiving constantly, right? Maybe on my turn, I, um, the tide is neutral. I reap with binary more archive because of Teresa, I'm able to do it. And then I, uh, with, you know, it's next to Chapman. So three for two archive a card, uh, raise the tide. Espeon lets me use my vellum to archive a card. Then I, um, then I, uh, you know, Moray's ready, so I reap with it again, archive a card. I've archived three to four cards. Maybe it made more sense to draw two cards. You know, it gets pretty good pretty fast. All right. Um, Eldest Bear is a five-power beast leader witch with assault three. And while it's in the center of your battle line, it gains before fight, gain two. The before fight is important because of the assault, because you can trigger the gain two before the assault. Um, I mean, this could work, actually. You put this next to, maybe you only have Triska out, you play Eldest Bear, you play another creature on the other side of it, and you get to fight. Um, that could be great. We have a Fertility Chant. Talk about Burst. Gain four. Your opponent gains two. Uh, yeah, that, that is a lot of Burst. Ambermancy. If we get, like, Growth Surge, Ambermancy plus Growth Surge is, is a six Amber combo. Uh, so that could be pretty good. And I really like, I really like Ambermancy and it, it can be good against opponents too. We do a growth surge right there. So yeah, so we have an insane amount of bursts here. We're going to make a lot of Amber and Untamed. Spore Gorger, um, can potentially set up for the Keyfrog kill. Um, so that is great to see. I like it. Thin the Herd, a great board control card. 
shuffle the four least powerful creatures into their owner's decks. Obviously, these could be yours, but uh, but it can just be really nice when you're a little behind on board control and need that kick. Got two of those. I love it. All tied up. Okay, we can flip the tide. Um, it's worth two if the tide's already high. And we, we do have Key Frog. So, yeah, that's nice. What I really want now is a Witch of the Dawn because, honestly, like, we are printing so much Amber here that if I can also get a Witch of the Dawn, I I can Key Frog, Reap with Spore Gorger, kill the Key Frog, you know, Witch of the Dawn, Key Frog again. I don't know that I probably don't have a way to kill it twice. So that's a little iffy, but still could be really great. Uh, persistence hunting is going to let us exhaust a whole house of the opponent's creatures. Reap or sow uh, lets us either put three plus one power counters on creatures or we ready and reap with a friendly creature. That would actually be a way to do the to do the spore gorger a second time if we get Witch of the Dawn. No, we didn't get Witch of the Dawn, but it's still great. Um, I mean, this is still great. Having one effectively key charge in here could be really good. I mean, maybe that's you getting your second key where you went up to 14 amber, you know, kill the key frog to get your second key, and now you're on check at 8 um, rather than sitting on 15. That could be pretty good. Um, Way of the Pixie gives a creature reap gain one. That is going to work well with the uh, Light of the Archons. I mean, ideally, I really would love to get Stunner, Teresa, Light of the Archons, and Way of the Pixie onto that binary moray. That would feel so nice. <laughs> um, it seems like a seems like a pretty good setup if we could pull that off. Um, let's just count the raw pips here. I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, uh, nineteen. Although, yeah, it, let's say eighteen. That is a lot. 18 is a lot. Just playing cards, we're going to get 18. That is that is insane. And again, if we get those combos off, which a lot of this stuff, none of these are insane. Okay, you have to have these specific cards combos. I mean, a lot of these are just sort of, hey, we have you can do these things and you'll they're good and then you do them in conjunction with these things and they're even better. So these are those kinds of combos. They're just incremental combos. This seems really great. I think this ought to be... I think Sass is a little low for Dark Tidings right now. I think this should be like a 75 in, in low. I think it probably is better than that. Um, I think this probably deserves to be like, a, like an 80. But it's probably going to be like 75. Okay, let's see. I'm going to I'm going to actually pull up a browser. I'm not going to show you, but I am going to pull up a browser. And
There's the deck. And load up DOK, decks of Keyforge. I'm really excited to play this. So if you don't see me playing this, you can call me out on it. I'm a hypocrite, but uh, I do intend to play this. Uh, the DOK importer seems a little stuck, so um, hang on. Okay, there it is. It is it is exactly 75, and like I said, I think that's too low. It should be higher, but um, I think uh, Dark Tidings just gets rated a little low right now, and that's okay. But I called this, and I feel pretty pretty good about saying 75 and it got right on 75 i guess i'm uh maybe maybe that means i paid too much attention to sass but i feel pretty good about it so um yeah this seems really good i i am really happy to play this some and see how it goes um yeah seems nice all right thanks for watching Hope you, uh, oh, there's my dog trying to sneak in on the picture here. Hope you enjoyed and that you'll get out and, uh, and forge some keys. Don't believe those low SAS ratings. Give them a shot. Give them a chance. All right.